This is a Soulfire production. What's up, Kelly? Hey, baby. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you fucking, fucking piece of shit. Fucking, I fucking hate I'm you. I'm so good right now. I'm so good right now. Go ahead. Now. Start with it. No, it's cool. Nope. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So I'm just fucking two nights I'm ago. I'm just fucking good right Connor now. Connor randomly posts this thing. It wasn't random. You just did it like very like Listen, nonchalant. Like oh, I'm just gonna post a video. It, it, sometimes, sometimes fate works in mysterious ways. You know, I felt a deep calling in my heart of hearts. My guides were coming through real strong. I was uh, feeling very called to uh, post some content that I felt was was um, both beautiful and impactful. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and what was it about? Oh, it's, 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 it's from the Connor Wander show. It's just a, just a, a segment from the state of things. And you discussed, uh, Joe Biden's, uh, mental situation or lack thereof and how he's going to get his ass kicked. He might not. A lot of things can happen between now and then a lot of things can happen, can happen, but and it's, it so is then likely. What happened? I mean, you know, I put it out there as it was content to be consumed on TikTok. And on TikTok and Instagram, Instagram did fine, but um, it just it did serious numbers, Kelly. I'm not gonna lie to you. Homie got over a million views. He's uh, currently this is a week before the show's coming out, so who knows where it'll be then? 1.1 million views yeah, on dude, this motherfucker. One, I did a million views in 24 hours, yeah. which is pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's, no, it's it's no big deal, right? I mean, 138 thousand likes, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. What's it like to be TikTok famous, Con? I mean, 6,000 new followers in 24 hours. That's no big deal. The funny thing was you were like, I'm going to surpass my Instagram followers on TikTok in like a week. Yeah. TikTok's an interesting world. Yeah. The way they run that the algorithm there, just like, it does make it really, really interesting. So in all your fame and glory, he now wants to do nothing around the house. He doesn't want to be expected to do anything. He doesn't. Listen, Kelly, I don't, think, I, don't think you, I don't think you know what it's like to really be in a relationship with someone of, of the, of the kind of status that I've, um, that I've obtained in the past 48 hours. You're right, babe. I don't. It's really, it's a lot of pressure. I'm having trouble going out in public. Uh, people are honking at me while I'm driving down the road and people just want my hot takes. They want my hot takes so deep inside of them. And it's just, it's interesting to, it's interesting that these takes have, uh, have, have, have taken hold. I don't, I'm trying to understand why, because there was, I did get some. I don't know. I, I want to call it unwanted attention from Trump supporters because I was ripping Biden to shreds, yeah. which was kind of funny. It wasn't even one of those things like it, it just kind of it just kind of happened. Like it was me playing videos of Joe Biden and then and then kind of going off on on his mistakes and where he's at. But I really care a lot about this stuff. But the Trump supporters, I was like, uh, do I really want them? I'm like, uh, you know what? Because ne next up after that episode gets broken out is uh, is talking about. About Trump's behavior and how he acts like a child and that's going to be very fun. So we'll see how it goes with the things that I'm choosing to talk about, right? I'm, I'm essentially talking about the things that you don't talk about at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's politics, religion, and the state of things in the world. So 
pretty excited about it. And to see that kind of response, it was funny because the other video I posted after that one is at like 30,000 views and you know, several thousand likes or whatever. And TikTok is just a great medium for this kind of stuff. Yeah. People love like it's quick. It's if, you get, if, you, if it's punchy and, and cut the right way. And Josh with Soulfire did an amazing job. Josh like, killed it. Straight killed it. But job, it's, it, it's weird to see. But that one got like 30,000. I would have been so excited about that. But it was backed up to something that did has done 1.1 million views so far. And the thing that's the thing I was telling you in all the podcasts I've done in the last three or four years, I might have 700,000 downloads. It's just crazy that one thing that's 50 seconds long Mm -hmm. did numbers like that. I've just never gone viral before, babe. So I kind of did want to talk about this a little bit before we get into this juicy fucking episode. We have planned for you. Um, As I've been talking about a lot on my show and we've touched on a bit here, really a time for reevaluating where you are and what you want. And we've mentioned this, you were already sort of in a state of transition coming into quarantine and and then it really asked you to look at yourself and what what's going on and how you want to operate coming out of it. And I know it's something that you've been struggling with. And I think that it's really interesting. And this is why I want to share it is I don't think you ever thought you would be someone talking about politics. And though you're not like a political analyst, this is still a comedy show. It is entertainment. And this is what I re- really respect about you in this moment is that you really felt very driven and excited about something. And it was totally off base of what you normally do, which is personal development and entertainment and, uh, you know, working with your clients and and all of that stuff. And you really took it and you created a new show and you put so much time into doing these episodes. And within a couple weeks of launching Connor wanders, this is what's happened. And I don't really believe in chance or coincidence. And What I have seen from my perspective is that you put yourself out there. You really stepped outside this box you've been in for so long and the way you have perceived yourself as well as the way other people perceive you. And you took a a chance and you put in the time and you really followed your gut to me. And it's really cool to see what happens when you come into something and you create space to change your route. And this is something we've been talking about a lot for you. And the fact that it, it sort of took off and I mean, who knows? Social media is weird. I'm not, we're not like relying on this thing, but I think it is a beautiful example of what can happen when you think outside the box and really trust yourself and go for something. And you weren't trying to make this like the show. You still have the realness, which you love. We have this show, we have soul fire, but it took on legs of its own because I think you really allowed for it to, and you didn't put pressure on yourself and you just let it be what it was and you trusted yourself. And I, all that being said, I think it's really cool. And I admire that about you. And I'm, I'm just really proud of you and excited for you. Well, thanks babe. You're welcome. It's funny. It, I did look at the thing and I was like, this might get like 300 downloads a show and that's fine. I don't, whatever. I got to really want to do this. And it was see, an outlet for you. Yeah. When it it started. was very much more of an outlet. I mean, it still is. Yeah. Like I'm not changing. I'm not like, I'm not changing it to, to fit. I just want to make sure that my views are represented, but <laughs> now that it's kind of gone this way, it's like, oh, wow, I'm about to alienate a lot of people on the left and the right is political, the political spectrum. Like, I, like in the things that I have to talk about that I have listed out are just like, I think what the show is going to be now that I'm, and I'm just kind of coming to this right now. I just want to shine a light on fuckery. Mm. Like this is fucking dumb. Like you're being manipulated by this, whether it's mainstream media, whether it's people selling you snake oil 
whether it's the, the, the political landscape, uh, the two party system, the way that pharmaceutical companies influence decisions essentially. And, and maybe this is poignant because we've been watching Westworld as well. And, and, and the amount of data exchange, like it's important for people to say and be aware that without Facebook, Donald Trump would not be president. Correct. Without Russia interfering in elections, Donald Trump would not be president. And now let's not villainize Russia for interfering digitally with our elections because we also topple governments. So you take a view from the left and a view from the right and put them together and be like, here's the honest take. We topple governments for our own good involve also involves killing innocent people. Let's not surpass that idea. And also Russia was, is, is, is highly responsible for the, our, our current president. These are both humongous problems. So who can we, what, what can we look to, 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 at least if we're aware of it, we can look to something to make a change. And I think that's it, just, just the, the shining a light on fuckery pieces probably going to be the new show description. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I hope you write that down or re-listen to this. Later. So yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. It's really fun. But to see that happen, that was, it was cool. Cause I, I didn't, I don't know. It was funny. Be, it was really funny because I had 14 followers. Mm-hmm. I had 14 followers on TikTok. I just posted, like just reposted stuff from wherever, just kind of playing around. It's a very funny platform and I do enjoy it. But Gary V on there said, you can have zero following and get a million views on a, on a video. There's nowhere else on, on, in the social media realm that you can do that. YouTube is a grind. Instagram is a grind. This, you can do one thing that hits and get a million views. And that's, that's exactly, I was like, okay, cool. And then my buddy was like, I think you would be good on this. Like, I think the way that you go about yourself would be good on this. So shouts to Jesse for that. Um, I sent it to him and I was like, Hey, this is actually working. I sent it to Jesse and he, I was like, Hey, this is, this, this worked, man. Thanks for the, uh, the tip. But yeah, just interesting to see that he was like, yeah, you can have zero following and get a million views. And I was like, uh, I don't really believe that. And then I was like, Oh, I guess you can. Yeah. So <laughs> really it's, it's just, it's nice. It is nice. And I think we're in this such a, such an attention economy. It is, it, it you're, you're scratching and, and clawing for, every download or view, unless you're somebody who's been doing this for a, a decade or more and, or you're already famous in your own right. So it is, it is weird. But, um, also I want to point out that we're talking about this because it is interesting, right? It's kind yeah. of, it's kind of a, an interesting deal, but it doesn't, I don't feel any different necessarily. No, the only reason I really want to talk about I like it is to because, make jokes about being famous. Yeah. <laughs> because of what I said. Yeah. Get me coffee, bitch. I'm famous. Um, no, I just really think that it's really a, an opportunity for people to realize you can think outside the box and do something differently and really follow whatever your intuition is telling you. And I think that's what you did here. I talk about it in a much more spiritual sense. You just like kind of would probably say, I just went for the thing cause I needed an outlet. And I think it's really cool. And this is a time for that. And if you're in a space where whatever you're doing isn't working and you can't figure it out and you don't know why, just take a step back and look at where you want to spend your time. What really drives you? What excites you? Because maybe that's where you're meant to be. Well, yeah, I wasn't supposed to do this show until the summertime, but right. quarantine hit. And I was like, well, but I can do it now. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. So I think it's like following the breadcrumbs and really evaluating who you are and taking a look at yourself and asking why. Why do I like this? Why does this not work? What's what's missing? What's the missing piece, which is what you and I kept coming back to. And then all of a sudden you started talking about this. And I said, it. this just really fits you. And I, I think personal development is great, but I don't know that that's like your space in this moment. and. Maybe this is where you're meant to be. And it just kind of all happened. Well, and they all build on each other too. They exactly. don't exist. They don't exist without one another. So 
Now so that we've talked you, about your fame. Do you want to talk about boobs? I want to talk about all the titties and <laughs> pussies and dicks. And we did so much great research for you guys this morning. <laughs> oh. We started with boobs. Are we, are we let's gonna, start are, with boobs. Are we because, working top, top down? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. So titties. Cosmo has the deets, has the juicy deets. And there were several articles that, uh, also share the nine types of titties. Do uh, I have two of them? <laughs> no, I think you're representative of, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll okay. get into it. Okay. But, um, uh, yeah, this is really interesting. And I think, I think the way it looks now, of course, breast augmentation can change things, but <laughs> most you, of doctor. these have been representative, <laughs> representative of natties that I've experienced in my life. Okay. And I think if we were playing different type of titty bingo, I would have a blackout. Oh, nice, babe. Congratulations. <laughs> Just kidding. I think. I don't know. I'll have to do some more thinking. But uh, yeah, so this is really interesting. So we've got nine different types of titties. We're going to break them down. I'm okay. going to describe them to you. Okay. I haven't seen this yet. Connor wanted me to be surprised. Yeah. And since I'm bisexual now and I have a chance to explore tits myself. It's important to see you're, you're, you're making up for lost time here. You got to yeah. get really educated. Most of us had to just kind of feel our, feel our way around these titties and just say, like, oh, there's different types of these things. They're not all the same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, babe. All right. So they kind of start, start this off with number one, round, <laughs> round. It's actually reminds me of, uh, of this. When I was in new Orleans as a kid, we went and visited new Orleans. I was probably like, seven mm-hmm. and uh it was with my dad and my stepmom and they new orleans like bourbon street's a crazy place and they had this shirt that had uh, a bunch of different it was like a bunch of topless women yeah probably like 20 different little squares with like topless women but they had them all all the titty shapes um as fruits so like watermelons cantaloupes mangoes oranges my that's, gosh, that's great <laughs> which kind of reminds me of that but this is only nine round okay so nice. If your breasts appear to be equally full at both the top and the bottom, then you've got round boobs. So not like a teardrop shape where they're like flatter and then go into the no. round on bottom. It's round like, like on the top. The, even the even the image they have here, it looks these look like fake tits. They do, but they also remind me of Joan. Joan, yeah. yeah. I don't know. See, I feel like well, I don't know. I need to so see the other big. types. They're so ginormous. Joan yeah, from Joan Mad Men from is Mad who Men. I'm talking about. Her God. boobs, like they're almost she's the up most in her voluptuous nose woman of, of all, all time. time, and so hot. She's like she's they they cast her as like a Marilyn Monroe type character. Yeah. I don't know Which, if Marilyn was that thick. I don't know. She's a thick bitch. I love her so much. She was such a great character in that yeah. show, Mad Men. Should we start Mad that Men. again? No. <laughs> 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 um. So yeah. Okay. Round boobs. What, do you, what are your thoughts on round boobs, babe? They're great. They, I mean, the pictures, they're like perfectly symmetrical. So I don't know many women who have perfectly symmetrical round boobs. Kelly, we're getting unless there. Unless you have a boob job. Which Even is sometimes you can have boob, when you have a boob job, they get a little different. Yeah. Because that's the thing. If they're, not, uh, uh, if they're not symmetrical when you get a boob job, sometimes they got to move the nip. Yes. The thing. Because mm-hmm. then it just it exacerbates the... You end up looking like a googly eye. Did I tell you I almost got a boob job when I was 21? 21. Yeah. No, you didn't tell me that, but I. I was going to do it. I like went in, I got the consultation and did all the things. And I like a week before I pulled out and I was like, I just, I can't do this. I'm really glad. Yeah. Especially with all the chronic illness stuff. Yeah. That, that we, you, you would have been one of those uh, boob out influencers. Yes. Boob out. 
But round boobs. I think round okay. boobs are great. I, th- I think I wouldn't put this in my top three favorite types of boobs. Okay. Well, let's move Personally. on because we have a lot to get through. Oh, listen. Listen, Linda. Don't slow me down here. All right. The east-west titties. Very interesting. East and west. These are very common. Yes. It's where, it's where those nips are pointing to the left and the right. Mm-hmm. You got a, uh, let's see what she says. Do your nipples point outwards? If so. Do your ears hang low? Do they fall to <laughs> If so, you're probably an east-west kind of girl. Or even if your actual nipples don't point in opposite directions of the compass, if your general boob area seems to gravitate away from the center of your chest, you can put yourself into this category too. If you're getting so much better at reading out loud. (laughs) It takes tits for Connor to be able to read properly. I have a a fourth grade reading level when it comes to, uh, I'm I'm moving up in the world with my my TikTok fame. Yeah, the East West cities. I actually... Like these kind of titties because they're different, and you like things that are different. Yeah, it's like a, it's a surprise in there. Mm-hmm. It's you like, just have like a wide open sternum area. No, but they get your 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 tits have to be pointing a different direction. No, I know I'm saying, but you do have like a wide open sternum yeah, area, sure. and your boobs point out. Not just the nips though. But right, when the nips are kind of like one's over here, one's over there, and they like flip around like they're like they're just like you never know which one's looking at you. Oh my god, you know what I'm saying? I feel like most women have that when they're laying down. Well, that's just gravity. I know. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun look. I keep grabbing. If you're not watching this right now, I'm just grabbing my boobs the whole show. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Those look fake boobs. No, maybe. Yes. I don't know. The number three side set. If your breasts have a wide space between them, then your work here is done because you have, you've got side set boobs. These tend to be a little fuller in shape than those who come under the East-West category. Mm-hmm. So a little fuller than the East-West. And I think they can be... They're like the round East-West. Yeah, but they're, and they're kind of like, they're, they're less, um, they're more like uh, forward-facing, but mm-hmm. spread apart. Correct. Yeah. I like those. They're nice. Yeah. I think those are my favorites. Okay. I don't know. I'm a big sternum guy. Yes, you are. Sternum and clavy. Mm-hmm. Just let a lot of space for my big ass head in there. Yes. On a motorboating. I like to motorboat a good sternum sometimes. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think these are pretty close to your tits, babe. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thank you. And also because you, you're, you're broad, but you have full breasts. My left They're one not is. very big. My right one. My tiny but tom over here. Not sm- that small. You're just a big person. Yeah. All right. The teardrop titties. Number four. Teardrop boobs pretty much do what they say that on the uh, say on the tin. If they're rounded but slightly less full at the top, you can identify with having teardrops. I like those. They're nice. They look very natural. I will yes. say my concern with those is like, do they continue with gravitational pull dropping? With babies. Yeah. I mean, everyone's do. So like we're all <laughs> SOL, but yeah, just the shape. I think these are all itself. considering like pre-baby titties. Well, obviously. Because after they're all, they all kind of fit in the same category. Yeah. <laughs> they're all wild as fuck. They're <laughs> giving up. <laughs> Fucking out of here. I'm done with this. <laughs> um, God. Titties get a, titties, titties have like the most diverse life cycle of all time. It's like mm-hmm. they're, like they're not there. Girls look like boys for a long time. And then they're like, boom. And then it's like, oh, wow, these things are great. And they get all this attention and love. And then somebody's just biting them yeah. <laughs> for a year <laughs> and ripping them to pieces. His name is Connor. <laughs> Nom, 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 nom. What? Okay. (laughs) Slender titties, number five. 
Slender breasts tend to be slimmer at the top, fuller at the bottom, and longer than they are wide. Extra evidence of having slender boobs is they're relatively small in cup size. The wireless bra option. I think everyone is yeah. either a wireless bra or no bra option at this point. So yeah, I guess. Well, I don't it. know. Some people without a bra, it's like it, you try not to. You try to be respectful, but it's like a lot. It's a lot. You're like I do. I'm like I'm 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 biologically engineered to like notice your tits. I notice when people aren't wearing a bra. Like it's just there. You can't not. Yeah. It's like Rachel on Friends who always has hard nipples. Like you can't not look. It's a thing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, nipples, if anyone listening nipple. to this, you feel the same way, please send me a message. Hard because nipples I know I'm not are the like a little, it's like, they're like, Hey, look at me, look at me. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not being disrespectful. I don't just, it's just, it's, I can't, I can't not. Well, every time I work out and I always work out in sports bras, I always get hard nipples. Yeah. Yeah. It's even, it's like when guys wear little shorts and their dicks all flopping around, mm-hmm. you know, what's funny in, in like the CrossFit world. I had this guy I worked for, um, in a Dallas CrossFit gym and like depending on the length of your arms, and the shorts you're wearing, if you hold a, a, a barbell, like normally where your arms, like you say you're demoing like a deadlift or a clean or something. So you're holding a bar full length up against your legs. Like if you're not careful and you're in front of 20, some oh, no. people, your dick just kind of like, will like kind of hang on the bar. Shut up. Right. Cause if you're pulling, if you're pulling from the ground, you have your lats and stuff engaged. So it gets, it gets more into the hip crease. But if your arms are relaxed, it kind of goes right underneath your dong. And my boss <laughs> I swear to God, we even told him that it was happening. Like, dude, your dick is like fully just like resting on the bar while you're trying to demo this stuff. And, and you guys could see it. Yeah. You and he just, wasn't wearing underwear. Well, you were like Lululemon shorts have the liner inside, oh. but it's kind of loose. What? So his dick would like fall out the side of the liner? No, no, it was in the liner. It's just like, oh. it was just, it was like, it was like wearing oh. like loose, like loose boxer briefs underneath. That's the kind of liner that are in a lot of Lululemon shorts. So Some of them are tight. you see the actual penis. Wouldn't like fall out of his shorts, but it was just like <laughs> oh, within- you know, it's like if I was, if you weren't wearing a bra and I was like cupping your tit yeah. and like, it's like moving around in there. Do you want to do that right now? Well, you're not wearing a bra now. Great. No. Um, body suit it's on. like that, but with a dong mm. and it was just really awkward. That's funny. He was a very awkward guy. Did he ever stop? Uh, probably not. I think he liked it. I think it was like his I'm little, sure his little voyeurism yeah. fetish. Like when you shirt cock. <laughs> shirt cocking is the best. All right. Moving on to number six, asymmetrical titties. Hey. I feel like you can asymmetrical is like a subcategory within all of these categories. I agree. You can have, you have asymmetrical of everything, but I've seen, I don't really feel like your tits are asymmetrical. Like one's definitely like really? slightly bigger than the other, but they're not to the point of being, I think there's a, there's a, there's a point of like asymmetry where it's, where it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. Tiny Tom is like pretty small compared to, no, the it's not. not I think to you, it is to you. It seems that way because you're, you see them every day to, to me. It's like, they're not that much different. It's no, not enough to where you would even it. like notice it. I didn't notice it for months, but I've been with people. You didn't? Not really. No. Oh, now you give so much more love to the little one. Yeah. I appreciate, I, I appreciate the little guys out there, the underdogs, but I've been with people who it's like, it's like really obvious. Like they have to wear different good color, like different like custom bras and stuff. Um, can I tell a funny story about when we had a threesome? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but when it was happening and <laughs> she literally, she like looked at me and I don't, I think she heard about us talking, talking about it on a show or something, or maybe you had mentioned something to her, but you were like, she looks at me and she goes, which one's the small one? I was like, this one. I don't remember that. She gave it so much love. And I was like, oh my God, did Connor tell her? <laughs> oh, I need to read the description here. Most women have asymmetric, asymmetry in their boobs in some shape or form. But if one of your breasts is notably larger than the other, this is your stop. 
You've got asymmetrical breasts. 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 Yeah. So I think it's one of the, it's like, it's not noticeable, especially in normal and like clothes. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. So that's not you, babe. Ah, fine. Number seven, the bell shape, the Liberty Bells. Um, I feel like those are more Joan. Maybe. I don't know. I've seen, baby, these are all top, topless photos. I know. Joan was wearing a, a, a bra from the 1960s and 70s. Like, True. it's a different, that thing was like a. It was a, like a triple O. <laughs> and it was they're, they're like so much underwire in those things. And lots of fabric. Yeah. So who knows? And her dresses were like. Yep. Yeah. Bell-shaped boobs sound uh, characteristically smaller to slender boobs, but bell-shaped tends to be larger than, than slenders. What? No, characteristically similar. Oh, to excuse slender. me. See, I told you I can't fucking read. Jesus. Bell-shaped boobs sound characteristically similar to, similar, similar to slender boobs, but bell-shaped boobs tend to be larger than slenders. Like a lot. Yeah, it's just a bit, it's just an upgraded size. I think, and the thing, the thing about it is too, if you have slender boobs and they're smaller, they're not going to be as like, sometimes t- t- like tits like this, if they're big, especially just a lot to handle. Yeah. Just a lot to handle. I had that experience in college. The girl, she was, uh, she had, she was, um, known for her large breasts and it was one of those things. It's just too much. Like I can't, I, these are like slapping me in the face and it's like, I'm, I think I'm concussed right now. Oh my God. I had a concussed gasm, babe. Oh, <laughs> that's why you're with me now. <laughs> I've never been a fan of big boobs really that much. Yay for me. Yeah. It works out. This is in my top three for sure. Mm-hmm. Athletic number eight, athletic titty women with, with athletic breasts tend to have a wider, more muscular bodies with less tissue or muscular boobs with less tissue. Shut the fuck up, Kelly. I'm improvising. Okay. <laughs> women with athletic breasts tend to have a, have a wider, more muscular boobs with less tissue. The wider your breasts are, the more suited you are to a wireless bra. Very nice. Fantastic. I think this was just a product of my environment and then CrossFit community. Yeah. All the cute girls had small boobs and yeah. that's what you get. And then they'd get boob jobs and look really weird. Yes. Because I was like, how do you, I, I, I got to think whenever those girls, because there's a lot of CrossFit competitors who have fake tits, it's got to be like burdensome, but also chest bar pull-ups become easier. Because you, you have less to flap go. those titties on there. Some oh people, when God. they do chest bar pull-ups, especially when they're not good, like doing the butterfly style ones where you're like floating around, they're just like throwing their titties at the bar. What? <laughs> Josh put a clip of that on the, uh, on the video. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it's really funny. Number nine, our top, our, our last boob style. Relaxed. The relaxy taxi boob. The relaxed boob. These are just hanging out. They're chill. They're like stoners. Yeah. They're just, they've been, they've been smoking. They're like Cheech and Chong. Like the Cheech and Chong of boobs. <laughs> relaxed boobs are distinguishable by their lax tissue and their downward pointing nippies. Very nice. So those are the types of boobs. I'm curious. Um, just go ahead. If you, if you, after listening to this or while listening to this, just shoot Kelly a DM of, of the boobs that you identify with. Yes. Let her know. Yeah. How do you identify? How do you identify? And what are your thoughts? And we're going to, we're going to drop this link into the show notes so that you guys can take a look and see where you stand. Yeah. It's great stuff. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah, let's let's keep moving down the moving down the the, the chain here, down okay. the biological chain. I think we should stay with women and talk about bushes. Okay. Before we get into the men. Before we move on to uh, talking about bushes, pubes, 
seems like a perfect time to talk about our friend Sarah Small. Hey. <laughs> she's Sorry, an Sarah. empath and she's uncensored, okay? She is. She loves this show, so we love her. Um, okay, so as a part of Soulfire Productions, we have all these incredible podcasts. And one of them that we absolutely love and really believe you guys will resonate with is the Uncensored Empath. Um, Sarah does such a beautiful job of being that no BS spiritual guide, kind of like Connor, but way more spiritual. Yeah, um, she leans heavy on the spirituality piece. Very much. And she she actually, we met, um, and I loved what she was doing because of her journey with chronic illness and the way she took that uh, experience with being sick, as well as everything with loss and grief in her life and this desire to integrate the darkness into the light that inspired her to create this wellness business she has. And that's how I was introduced to her. And I was blown away with the way she has used her own healing and her own path to support other people in their holistic wellness businesses. She supports empaths, highly sensitive people. um, And she really wants to create a body, a business and a life that they love. She blends energy, neuroscience, spirituality, and intuition. She does it all, Con. Yeah, she's really well-educated on all these topics. And, and one thing I think that, that I notice a lot in people that are in the spiritual world is they have, this, they have, their, very, they have their lane and, and they try and it's almost like they try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Like that's all they think about is how can I make whatever's going on in the world, how can I make myself relevant in it by forcing it into my thing? Yeah. But that's not what Sarah does. She has a really well-rounded approach to uh, everything from relationships to business and and all the fun stuff in between. So super rad chick, love her show. And, and uh, with someone that is that spiritual, I'm usually a little bit like, mm, I don't know if I want to have this person on my show. But on The Realness, she did. She was she was great. She did, yeah. And I'm actually releasing an episode sold. with her on The Kelly Show in a couple of weeks. So we will link to her show. We'll also link to her on Connor's show, The Realness, and check her out, The Uncensored Empath. She does such a beautiful job. We absolutely love Sarah. Go check that out. And if you love her, you already know who she is, or if you fall in love with her after this show, make sure to review her podcast and share it with some friends. Yeah. She's got a really cool offering, right? She does. Yeah. She's doing a course for you if you leave her a review. So make sure you check that out. It's uh, so next level what she offers. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about bushes. Bush. So <laughs> this isn't like top nine bushes or anything. This is just the things that came up. So I am completely clean and I don't think clean is a fair word. Well, okay, fine. Not clean. Well, excuse me. Am I dirty? Like No, but you can be clean and have a bush. You're right. I am don't bush clean, shame. shaven, lasered. I have like some sparse hairs, but that's pretty much it. I have nothing <laughs> happening down there. Oh my God. Can you please say it? Can you tell the story, please? It's so funny. I forgot about that. That's so good. Because you got hairs in this like one spot. Okay. And you would let them get out of control. Move your labia open. And (laughs) when you're getting laser hair removal, you don't want to laser inside, like past your clit, inside the labia. Like it is painful as fuck. So I just stopped having them do it after the first or second time. I was like, I'll just keep shaving that. And so sometimes when I shave, it is an awkward place to get into. And so one time I didn't shave it enough and so connor was down there it's like you didn't shave enough for like an extended period of time yeah like it had taken it'd been on the they weren't like stubbly months. they were like longer and softer and like they were like four, tickling. Or, five, four or five inches at they least. were like <laughs> shut up <laughs> they were, they were like little they were like little thin octopuses sticking out of your pussy <laughs> but connor's going down on me is like <laughs> laughing he's like the hairs are there too 
tickling my mouth. Well, I kept thinking because I kept stopping, like trying. I thought I had a hair, one of my hairs in my mouth, and I kept trying to get it out, and it was like I couldn't find it. And I was like, "Go back!" I was like, "God, what the fuck?" He'd go then, dig back in. I was like, "Oh, it's one of yours," and he's like, "It was right on the corner of my mouth." And I was like, and it was just tickling the shit out of my mouth. It was so funny. I have made sure to like really open up the lips for you shave <laughs> moving Jesus forward. Christ. So I was looking all these things up. So I have what's called a bald vulva as do many, many of my friends. Like, apparently that's like the thing, but it's a very millennial thing to do. Yeah. But I was looking into what the benefits are and why men like bushes. So one of the benefits that I read on bustle, which I thought was, please don't listen to this. Cause this, I can't like, yeah, I'm not a doctor, but I can't believe this is true. That if you leave your bush, you're less likely to get an STD because you get micro tears when you shave. So the hair and the lack of micro tears protects you from getting STDs. I'm sorry. I just, I've never heard that before. And I no, would makes, never rely that on that. That makes sense. It's, it, I wouldn't say it's like a huge contributor, but that does make sense. Like if you have a bush, don't think you can't use a condom now. What? If you have a bush. Oh, no, I wouldn't yeah, say that. Right. No, that's not, because that's not where most of the fluids are exchanged. But exactly. if you're having micro tears like that, it, like things getting into your bloodstream. Right. Which any, I get. any, if you, if, if an STD is an issue, like any, anything, any small thing that's going to contribute to something getting into your bloodstream would impact it uh, at some, at some way. I don't right. know what the, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor either, but you got to think that would make a difference. Right. I mean, I, you, you're lasered, so that's nice. But if it's like shaven and it's the shaving like they go and you, and you spend some time down there, oh. you get a serious face rash. Also, I've gotten a rash from you when you had just shaved and like the, it had just grown in one or two days and it's so painful and it's so red and it almost like is raw if you're down there for too yeah, long. Yes. So you can imagine if there's yes. like some kind of fluid exchange. Yeah. And that's the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the other benefits is that you can pull back your bush to lift the hood of your clit and expose it what? so that you can have better orgasms. I mean, I guess it's the same if like I take my hands or you do and you lift the skin up so that it exposes your clit and then you have better access. That's kind of what the womanizer does. Yeah. But you can grab like, it's almost like you you're like, grabbing a handful of hair. Yes. Oh, you just grab idea. the hair and pull it back. That's a lot. It would take some, it would take quite a bit of hair to do that. But yeah. even if you have a little bit, it would have, it would give you some friction to, yeah. Cause it, you know, things can get a little moist, a little, little slippery up there. Um, some people say that it makes you feel more womanly. I don't agree with that. I don't like hair. I have literally lasered my body from like my nose down. So I feel more womanly that way. But that's, you know, my dark Mexican hair. I just don't like it. And then some guys said that they didn't like it because they felt like they were rubbing their nose in a fucking jungle. Yeah, that can be a lot. So I, I know you like a little hair. You're angry at me that I ruined that for you. Do you like my it, pussy, baby? Yes, of course Promise. I do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Validate me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just, I think it, it, to me, like having the option is nice. Yeah. It's just different. Mm -hmm. Like give it a few days and you get past like, the, especially if, like, for example, just lay this out there. If you had the capacity to grow some hair, but the stuff, like it's, it's a trade off, right? Cause then the stubble is like not really worth it. But if you grow it out while you're on your period for like five or six days and it right. ends up, it's like a beard. It gets like softer after yeah. a certain point. It's just something different. It's yeah. fun. And it's like, I don't know. It just, it just adds a little, it's like changing your hair or right. wearing a different outfit or a different kind of lipstick. It's just a different variable that you add into the mix. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think, cause people have brought this up and as I've gotten older, like in college, I wouldn't have said any of this. 
But as I've gotten older, it's like, oh, it is kind of, to me, it is kind of womanly in a way. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you look like a, it's like a, it's like a dude when you shave, when you shave it all the way off. Like I, I do that sometimes, but not often. And it's mostly just to like give myself a fresh start. You know what I mean? When keep, keep my, keep myself manscaped up. But I feel like I'm like a little boy. I don't feel that way. I like, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like I'm clean. I'm good. But I used to get, are we going to talk about men? Yeah. But before we get to that, I want to say I did learn something really funny. So uh, do you know what a Merkin is? No. It's a pubic wig (laughs) that they use oftentimes in movies. So if there's an actress. That makes sense. Like like Alison Brie in um, the horse girl movie. Oh, she had a huge bush when she was oh, naked. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that's like, that's a, that's a, that's a bold. That might thing. be hers. It might be, but it was, it was, it was like, it was aggressive. Yeah. So they've literally put a wig on top of their vulva and it's called a Merkin. A Merkin. Sounds a lot like Merkin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Fuck what, yeah. that's actually what Donald Trump has on his head. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm got a got a pussy wig for his dog. Oh my god, so good. Okay, so you brought up manscaping. So I looked up the best manscaping practices. Did you want to share what you were going to say about manscaping? No, first? keep going. Okay, so one of the first things, and manscaping, I guess you could consider that for your your penis area as well as your face, right? Because some of them were saying for both. Mm, I don't think your beard counts as manscaping. I, mean, I guess it all kind of does. Yeah, it's like. So manscaping is a play on the on landscaping, right? Thanks. I feel like, no, no, no. I'm drawing an analogy here. I'm just setting it up. Jesus Christ. Give me a chance. I feel like mowing your lawn is like shaving your beard. I don't really consider that. La- like it definitely does fall in like the landscaping category, but it's more like that's maintenance. Right. Like doing something with your beard. Yeah. It's grooming. Yeah. But I feel like it becomes manscaping when it's nose hairs, eyebrows, like little things like that. Your bush. Right. Places that really need taming. Yeah. Like things yeah. that, things that you could just not do at all. And a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing. I think like landscaping is more like trimming the hedges and having the garden and putting in flowers. It's the same thing. It's like, it's the extra stuff, not the, not the necessities. Right. Okay. So, um, some of the first things they said, do it in the shower, not the sink or the toilet. I don't do it. The toilet works. Okay. Can I tell you guys, I love Connor the most. I want to have your babies, baby. But oh my fucking God, this guy with his stupid fucking face hair in my sink every week. It's the sink's fault. The not sink my... sucks. I will say we have a beautiful home, but our sinks are a joke in this house. Just that, the one, that one No, sink. the one in the kitchen. Well, that, that one's fine. They do not drain. And so he goes in and shaves and then there's hair for an entire week. And you just like, no matter what you do, it can't be clean. Well, I, yeah. And then, well, then the, it doesn't, then it kind of, the sink doesn't drain well. So then it's no. all on the sides and stuff. It is a mess. And I, that's definitely after this quarantine's over, we got to get a different sink situation. Yes. Just and, one that drains better, but yes, it's okay. hard because you can't, I need to get, are you, or you get a mirror in the shower, but then you can't see like I do. The thing is all that hair that's in there, that's like leftover hair. Cause right. I do it. I do everything that I can trust myself to do without having a mirror in the shower. Oh. Huh. And then the rest that. of it is, if I, especially if I shave with a razor, then it gets all. So over they the place. said do it in the shower, but then they said do it dry. Don't ever do anything dry. <laughs> no, <laughs> that makes that sense. Really? You don't want to, yeah, because if you're if you're like manscaping your say your your pubes for example, if you do it when it's wet, it just doesn't it like cuts off in clumps with the trimmers. Oh. But if it's dry, it's like more uniform, and you can get in there and do the thing. So I'm con- I'm curious your take. The next one they said stretch the skin, and this was really about the balls. Yeah. So tell me how you stretch your ball skin, babe. When I don't usually <laughs> shave my balls. Yes, you. I mean, 
they've been shaved. Yeah, they have been, but yeah. not, it's not like a, a common thing. But when you do, do you yeah. stretch the skin? Yeah, it's the only way to do it. But if I if I'm using the trimmer, yeah, no. Okay. If you're using the trimmer, I just go I go with precision accuracy. Got it. And I just don't like I don't like because I've definitely nicked my ball. I was sack just going to ask before. that. Um, How does that feel? It's it's uncomfortable. Um, but do you shave your penis? Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta get. I'm gonna get into that in, in just a hot second. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, you gotta if you're gonna shave with a razor, you gotta yeah, you stretch the skin because otherwise, if you've have you ever tried to shave balls or like unwieldy as fuck? No, I have not. It's like trying to no shave. No man, a, I've ever dated has asked me to do that. I've shaved backs before. Yeah, well, of course you can't reach that. But also, when you're shaving your balls, you got to be really mind. You got to get like up under in the grundle area, like towards the taint. So you've got to like pull, like grab the sack and like pull it out, and then get up underneath there. I think you should do, film a how-to video for us later. <laughs> I need, I need. Content no one wanted. <laughs> yeah, we won't not, push you through that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Men's Health says that 62 percent of men shave or trim below the belt. I actually only 62 that it was well, only a lot 62. of people. Forty percent of men are just fucking slobs. Well, and I guess if you're older, you probably care less. I don't know. The nursing home gets fucking turned. Yeah, they have more <laughs> STDs than anyone. And then they were just saying that manscaping has changed over the years. That chest waxing was huge ten years ago, kind of like in Forty Year Old Virgin. Oh yeah, I uh, I've done I've yeah. That was I don't know. I think it depends on how what your level of hairiness is on your chest. Some people have like super dense hair, mm-hmm. and I feel like you need to thin that up. Well, I think the nice thing about waxing is that it like keeps the hair kind of thin. Yes, agreed. I was just thinking about you said you had a girl in Austin who used to wax your butt. Yeah, I was gonna go into that. Oh, tell me about it. That was the best. Shouts to Monica, dude. She so I had a buddy of mine. It was like a weird thing because we were I was talking about it, and uh, my friend that you've met, Sarah, mm-hmm. Love her, Sarah. her ex boyfriend. He's super, he, he got waxed by this girl and he was, she, it was like, she wouldn't work on cause dudes are creepy. She wouldn't work on dudes unless it was like a referral base from someone she trusted. So, but she was always booked up and, uh, I started going to see her to get the, to get waxed. And I called it like, what did I say? Like the J it was like from the bottom of my neck, my back, the bottom of your neck. So or your she, back? that's where she would wax. It was like the bottom of my neck, like, uh-huh. like below my hairline. Uh-huh. And then, cause I would get like hairs that grow into like your back hairs. Right. And my hair is pretty thin anyway. So she would get that, that and my like, like upper back and shoulders, lower back, and then ass crack, manzillion balls <laughs> shaft. And then what it would do is, so I would, I would do is I would, I would trim pretty short with a, with a trimmer before I went. And she, cause the first time she took whole full bush off and, uh, it was, it was really nice. It was like, it was, you felt super clean. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I started trimming down and then she would like do my bush for me. Nice. Like, and it was like, as a woman, a woman was doing it and she was like, she's, she's fucking hilarious. She was so funny. It was such a, it was like never awkward. Yeah. That's, that's important. Yeah. And, uh, so she would like take care of that for me. It was really nice. That's good. So I looked like it was like really, I miss it. Honestly, we got to find a place for you here. I know it's I hard to find sugared on my ass now. I, cause I'm lasered, but I just stopped doing my butt. And so I just go and get it sugared. It takes literally three minutes and it's so great. I love the place that we go. It to is. Here. It feels so different. It's so weird. Yeah. It's such a weird thing, but it feels nice. It's nice. It feels like clean and, yes. and, and you know, it, I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah. Really appreciated it. Let me think the, the only other two things they said, um, I was giggling. This is what they said that a lot of men don't want to be Kendall smooth. Yeah, I think that's one of those things. You, like I was saying, it's the same way I like shave my face. It's like a reset, you know. Yeah. And then you, it's it's just once you shave it all the way off. If you if you do go with a razor or get it all waxed, 
it's just like it's it's gonna grow back in a, a couple of weeks. So it's just it's easier to, in my experience, like maintain it when you just like okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna like burn the house down and start yeah. over. And then it's just easy. Then you don't have, it takes way less maintenance. Yes. And you can just like trim the areas. Cause I, like, I mean, guys, some, it depends on what your ethnicity is a lot of times mm-hmm. and like what your lineage is, but you can get like, people get like, like their bush goes into their like upper thighs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I've been with a guy like that. that yeah. Really interesting. You've been with other men. Fucking skank. Yep. <laughs> um, and the last piece of advice they gave, don't trim your balls with the same razor as your face for cross contamination and bacterial purposes. Yeah, it was so funny. I think one of the things I posted this on Instagram a while back, but I was like, I feel like I've made it in the world because I have a trimmer for my upstairs and my downstairs. Oh wow! And people thought they meant for like some people thought I meant for the upstairs bathroom and the downstairs. Oh bathroom. my god! <laughs> Get it together, people. <laughs> They're like, oh, it must be nice to have two bathrooms. And I was like, uh, I mean, we do have two bathrooms, I mean, we do. but but um, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, here. my my fucking downstairs. Um, but Hair, yeah, babe. it's a good time, but I still use the same one. Oh, wait, can we talk about something I just thought about? Let's go back to titties for a second. Okay. Can always. we talk about nipple hair? Oh God. For who? My nipple hairs were Not super yours, long the other mine. day. I was pulling them out. Oh really? Yeah. It was like, they were intense. I was like, I need to do something. I need to get, I, actually after this, when I take a shower today, I'm probably going to get in there and clean up the upstairs mix up. So I shave mine. I'm, so, I'm really self-conscious about my nipple hair. Why and- didn't you get it lasered off? Oh my God. Don't be a fucking pussy. That would be uh, okay. No I pain, can't. no gain. There's, it might be erotic. I don't think anyone would do that. I don't know if someone would perform that procedure. That sounds awful. How do you feel about nipple hair? I'm not, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I try and like make sure it's never out, but sometimes you'll point it out and I feel really bad and like <laughs> disgusting about it. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's funny. I'm gross. So you take care. Help like me. Very, I'm gross. It's very funny. Like you take care of it, but it's. I mean, it's a thing. Everyone. I mean, most people have it. I well, guess you're if Mexican you're Mexican too. So it, like I said, like heritage has a lot to do with this. Yeah. If you're like Iranian, Mexican, black. Like, or if you just have dark hair. You're just dark hair in general. Like thick but dark hair. You're fucking screwed. What's weird is like with Native Americans, a lot of times like my granddad's like this, like they have really thick hair, but very little body hair. It's crazy how it, it always trips me out. Like if you, but if you look at like, um, Icelandic people, right? Like it, it's cold climates, whatever, like really thick hair or Irish people, like just like curly thick hair. It's like the craziest thing, how we're all humans, right? But like different, depending on where you, you came from, like where your where lineage goes back to, like that has so much to do with how your, your body figures itself out oh yeah it's such a trip mm-hmm. so weird that was fun babe that was fun boobs and bushes good job hey all right you know if you love this show the best way you can support it is by going over to apple Podcasts and leaving a five-star review and also snag a little screenshot drop it on your instagram story share it with your friends anybody who has one or more boobs and one or more pubes <laughs> that's 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 a target demographic for us and I'm, I'm sure you know somebody with a boob. You know what I'm saying? You are a boob. You're a boob. Love you. Love you too. Love all of you guys out there as well. I and, forgot to uh, tell everyone I have a third nipple. Oh no. Oh well, my God. A little baby, little baby nip. Try, he was fighting for his life. Help me. I'm tiny. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time, y'all. Bye. <laughs>
This show is brought to you by Soul Fire Productions.